0: Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin BPM number 11. That's by Spanimi, share number 11 for the men. Today, we're going to discuss growing with your wife. In the previous share, we talked about the importance of sharing in order to create a unit together. And one thing you certainly want to share is your desire to grow. And um, now, no one should go into marriage expecting to change your wife. But once you're married, you may find yourself sensitized to certain value, such as refining one's speech, for example, and you want to your lifestyle to reflect that heightened awareness. Now, this could go both ways. There could be situations where, for example, your wife already is on that higher level of, let's say, she speaks more refined than you, and you know this. Then it's important to embrace and be vulnerable and allow yourself to accept that greatness that your wife has that you don't yet have and be willing to learn and be willing to develop and to grow in that, to learn from her that and to grow that way. Then there's an other way where let's say it's the other way around. You want to grow in your refined speech. Your wife is not yet in that level, but nevertheless, don't look at it. You know, if she doesn't join you, then you think it's like your right arm is growing and your left arm is not And she may be insensitive and it causes you to be diminished. So this is an interesting concept. So the way to inspire your wife to grow with you is sharing what inspired you. you, uh, Or by talking about the value that you're seeking to strengthen. For example, you could tell stories in Devitatoria about it by your Shabbos table. But there's, there's ways that, again, you can't change your wife, but there's ways to influence her. And one way to influence her is by personal example. So here is an example the Gemara relates. That's very, very important, as he is said, to understand in shalom bias when you want to influence your wife, though you know you can't change her. And it goes as follows. The Gemara says that there was a tree in Rabbi Yanai's yard that the tree, the leaves, extended into the Rosh The branches and the leaves went into the Rosh now another person had a similar tree also that spread into the Rosh HaSarabim. Over there in that scenario the public objected and the man went over to Rabbi Anayi. And the man asked Rabbi Anayi, does he have a chiv to cut down that tree that's hanging over the or that part of the tree that's hanging over the Rosh HaSarabim because the people on the street is complaining. Rabbi Anayi promised him a ruling the next day. But that night Rabbi knowing he had such a tree as well, he chopped down his own tree, either the whole tree or the tree that, the overhanging part of the tree, not clear. But the next day, after he did that, he instructed the, this person also to cut down his tree. So the person said he knew Rabbi had such a tree. You also have a tree like that. Why should I cut down mine while yours is standing? So Anayi answered, go see. If my tree is cut down, then chop down your tree as well. So the question about this is as follows. Why didn't Rabbi Yanaid just say that the day before, you'll cut your tree and I'll also cut my tree? And the answer is, is like what Lakish said from the Pasuk and it's brought down in Baba Basra, that Lukash taught that Adorn yourself first, fix yourself first and only then you fix others. So to influence the man to cut his tree down, Rabi first has to cut his own tree down because he had the same problem. His branches were overhanging the Rishos as well. It happened to be that at that point in time, the people in the Rishos did not complain yet about Rabi tree while they complained about this person's tree, but they had the same problem. So he fixed his own issue first. This is the same concept. When you want to inspire your wife to grow with you, it's not enough to talk about it how much you want to change, you begin changing without the preaching, without the speeches. You actually do the changes. She will see those changes. She may not see it overnight. It may be subtle, but day in and day out, as you behave with increased sensitivity and you spend more time learning Tyra or helping others, it'll have a tremendous rishim on her. And talking about these changings, you like, you'd like to make us beautiful, but actions speak louder than words. By the way, this is a good example. If, let's say, right now, you know you're not behaving as an ideal husband, or Baruchni or is even not, she sees that you're not really kaveya eat or you're getting up very late for uh, tashul, and you're not, you know, whatever it is, and you know you want to change, you want to be a better person, you want to be a better husband. And, and, so sometimes it is important you reassure your wife, I'm going to be better. This is what I'm working on. I'm going to try, and so on and so forth. But the way to really inspire her is not even to say anything. You used to get up very late. All of a sudden, you set your alarm clock, and on a consistent basis, you're getting up earlier. All of a sudden, normally, you have to, you know, Shabbos mornings, uh, to schlep out of bed very late and come to shore late. All of a sudden, this, this you know, for a good few Shabbos in a row. It's already um, 7.30, whatever it is, and you're, you're out of bed. Your wife wakes up a little later, looks and sees you're not in bed at 8 o'clock and is somewhat surprised. But you do it day in and day out. Or you, she comes down and you're learning by the table. You don't even have to say anything. These actions, mm-hmm. by personal example, inspire and tremendously. And don't get discouraged. If, let's say, you had certain bad behaviors and your wife is cynical about you, your ability to change, uh, you're the same old whatever, and she may be cynical or not pay attention or harden her heart at that point because she was hurt before, and says you know i'll i I'll, I'll you know i'll I'll believe it when I see it or if I see it continue as it's not going to last, whatever discouragement she may throw you away, but if you don't listen to that discouragement and you continue day in and day out behaving the way you're meant to behave it will have a tremendous impact on her she'll realize you mean business, she'll realize you're sincere, she'll realize you're growing, and very often that will be the litmus test, and that will be the trigger to get her to be influenced, to want to change for the better as well, in those things that you need her to change for. So again, even though you can't change her, but you could influence her. And the first way of influencing her is by personal example. Adorn yourself first. Another concept also in helping influencing your wife is to see the good. So it's very interesting. The Gemara talks about Adam that testified about seeing the new moon, and if they, and it says there that the sun, if they test, I don't again I, the, the technicality of it. We're not going to get into, but it says that. Pe-gi masa shel the sun never saw the Pegima. Pegima is that conclave of the of the of of that curve of the moon because the moon would be disheartened. Now, the Gemari uses strange words here. The sun cannot see. The moon doesn't get disheartened. Pegima means a flaw. It, you know, it means the sun and the moon are, are not really human beings that have these feelings. But the Baal Shem Tov explains here that the Rabbanim are teaching us about effective influence. You'll learn from the sun. The sun has an influence that its light influences the moon. And when it influences the moon, it says, pigimasa says, when the sun, whenever there was a, a, a connection between the sun and the moon, you never had the sun seeing the Pegima of the moon. The sun never saw the negative aspects of the moon. The sun, which is compared to the husband, never saw the Pegam, the defects of the moon, his wife. To influence your wife, to elevate your wife, you cannot view her as innately flawed, though we all have flaws. I have flaws, you have flaws, (laughs) husbands have flaws, wives have flaws. But the shortcomings that you see in other people, including yourself also, should be regarded as superficial, that with proper behavior could be removed and it could be elevated. So by you viewing your wife, even her flaws, as not innate, as not be'etzem, but rather it's as superficial, that could be removed, If you view it that way, she will not be disheartened. And you need to look at your wife that way for many reasons. Reason number one is, in in other words, the importance when you want to influence and elevate your wife, not to view her as flawed inherently, is because that in order for her to learn from you, she needs to trust you. She needs to feel safe with you. She needs to feel safe enough that she will be allowed to share her emotions with you and her experiences with you, even at the and and know that she feels safe and she won't get hurt by it. If she, for example, has some questions on a Muna or an Akkadish Baruch, Hu, or has some resentments of things and 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 whatever it is that she is, she cannot be afraid to share that with you. She has to develop that trust level with you by you. Knowing that if you hear this from her, you will not be disappointed in her, you will not treat her negatively, you will not hurt her, you will not knock her down for it, and you'll try to understand where she is coming from. And you'll accept and listen to what she's saying. If you do that, then she will develop that sense of security... And she can only do that if she knows you appreciate her. If she knows you you appreciate her be'etsem, even if she has flaws, but you appreciate her intrinsically, then she will have the trust to be able to confide in you and feel safe enough to share her emotions and experiences with you that will allow her to express her vulnerabilities in order for you to influence her to change. Another thing is... To overcome this, your wife must recognize her own inner greatness. She needs to believe that she has the ability to change. If you view her as intrinsically flawed, if you view her, oh, this is the way she is and she can't change, she herself will see herself in the same light, in the same vein. And she will have trouble accessing her own strengths. She may become defensive now when you suggest change. Even if she knows you're right, but she'll become defensive. But rather, when you view her as an innately good person, she may have flaws, but they can be washed away. Inherently, she's a good, pure person. Then you believe in her. Then you have faith in her. And then you invest in her transformation. And that allows you to be the most effective in influencing her. So... This is a very important yishtide to remember when you want to grow with your wife and when you want to be influenced, to influence your wife. It brings down a very interesting yishtide here. The same way the connection between husband and wife is the connection of Hakadosh Baruch Hu to Klal Yisrael. Hakadosh Baruch Hu looks at Klal Yisrael and Shira Shirim writes, "You are completely beautiful, Kula Mum There is no blemish." Ramiya Kordivero brings down in Taima Devira that this is one of the Yud Gimel Midais, Ki Chesed, who is connected with this. Hashem desires the kindness one Jew does for another. He remembers it in our favor, even if we are otherwise unworthy. So in other words, Hashem knows we have the flaws. Hashem knows everything. He certainly knows our flaws. Nevertheless, He desires only to see the good. And He desires us to see the good in others. Just like Hashem acts this way towards Klai Moshe Kardavira writes in Tayyimid Devira, we need to do so towards our fellow man, certainly our own wife. That even if a person slights us or angers us, but any redeeming quality he possesses, he does chesed for others, or whatever his thing that he does, should override our feelings of negativity towards him and aspire an affection, certainly to one's wife, even if she makes mistakes. Focus on the wonderful things she does do for you. Recognize the good things that that is her essence. That is who she, she really is. That is who she truly is. And emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu is how we receive a connection to him. We connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu by following his Midais. And the same holds with Bracha. The more we connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Makara bracha, we could channel that blessings into the world. When you see another person in a good light, you are emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When you see your wife in a good light, you are emul- emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even if she has flaws, but you say she's in, in and you believe, in essence, she is pure and good, you are emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That brings brach into the world. That brings brach into your marriage. That focusing of good in your wife causes her to grow and develop and to be influenced. It's very important, this Yeside. Chazal talks about that the husband's like the sun, the wife is like the moon. He generally is a giver, she generally the receiver in a healthy way. On the other side of the mechitza, we talk about her knowing how to receive in a healthy way, not taking in a selfish way, but receiving in a beautiful way. And he influences and she reflects that influence. And therefore, he she indeed has a great influence over her husband. You see this from the story of Ein Ben Peles. His wife convinced him to distance himself from Kairach's rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu. She told Ein Ben Peles, if Moshe wins, you'll be his Talmud. If Kairach wins, you'll be his Talmud. So no matter what, you'll be a Talmud. So what are you getting involved for? Kairach's wife, on the other hand, egged him on reminded him of all these perceived injustices that Moshe did. So you see how wives could influence in a very, very profound way. Brings here, Ramnas and Vachtveigel brings these, reconciling these two concepts. The husband generally is the primary influencer of the home. He could bring the value, the kedusha, the Yerushalayim into the home, and then the wife could mirror that Yerushalayim and intensify it in the home itself. So for example, if he brings home good ideas... His wife entrenches them into the home, so that even if he falters, she can build up the very values he introduced. So for example, so when Kairach brought in Machlechus, his wife reflected that like a mirror. And even when Kairach had second thoughts, according to some Midrashim, he had second thoughts and made one want to pull out. Kair, Kairach's wife, as a mirror, reflected him and strengthened his original conviction of the Machlechus and continued that and influenced him to continue. Aim ben Peles's wife was the opposite, because he was not contentious. So his wife reflected that. And therefore, even when he considered going with Kairach, his wife intensified his original intention, and that saved him. And that's very, very important. Now, another concept with growing with your wife and influencing is the healthy component of a marriage, which is Simcha. If your wife is unhappy, it's maybe you're not radiating enough simcha. When you walk through the door, even though it's a stressful day and it's hard sometimes and you're feeling down, it's hard when you're feeling down for your wife to keep her spirits up, you always come home down and stressed, her simcha will diminish. It's natural. But if you're in good cheer, it'll rub off on her. When you're upbeat and you sing and dance or smile or praise her, she'll have an upbeat attitude too. And even if she has a hard day, so when you're in a good mood and she was very stressed, don't get upset or disillusioned when your good mood doesn't affect her yet. But overall, eventually, it'll have an effect. And when before you enter the house, even if something's bothering you, bothering you don't wear it on your face. You smile. You bring out a sense of simcha. And even if your wife perceives something is distressing you, she'll appreciate that you're trying to be happy for her. There'll be a time later where you could actually it doesn't mean you hide problems. You could talk later on about what's upsetting you, you sit down and have a calm conversation, this is what's bothering me, and you share things together. That doesn't this is not a steer to that, it's not a contradiction. But initially, when you come into the house and you greet her, and the overall conversations in the beginning certainly needs to reflect that. Ahava. The tone of the voice is very important, and to strengthen yourself by taira, keeping Shabbos properly, davening, watching your language, staying away from achleikis, being the your midays, and your wife. By you doing that, your wife will be like a mirror, reflecting those wonderful values back to you, and even with more strength, even with more strength, she is the azer kinegdai mamish kinegdai. That's really, really going to help you tremendously. So therefore, so that's a very, very important aside. So to review the concepts we talked about in this year, about growing with your wife, though you can't change her, you can influence her. Number one, by setting a personal example first and seeing the inherent good in her and realize that's what Hashem wants for you to see, the virtues of your your wife, influence each other in the most positive ways. And really the key is in many, many of these things, when you're the husband and you know, I need to be massacring certain things, actions are much louder than words. Never get discouraged. You may not say a word for a long time about how you got up earlier for chakras every day now and that you're learning more by the table and you're interacting more with the children. And you're doing chesed. Now it would be nice, of course, if your wife would reinforce you and give you a compliment and lift you up and say how wonderful it is. I see you're really trying, and it's a beautiful thing you're doing. That would be great. But what I'm telling you is, even if you don't, that doesn't happen right away, you'll see, you'll see, chip away at it, chip away at it, and you will see the whole ruach of the home will change by you yourself being that example. I'm not just going to talk about becoming a better husband and a better father. I am going to become a better husband and a better father and a better Oivah Hashem. I'm going to take care of my wife more. And it's not just words, but the actions. And ultimately, your wife will see this. And it will create a tremendous bracha in your homes. HaT'slocha and bracha to all.